This episode is sponsored by TrueLearn, an exam prep company best known for their smart banks that turn your weak areas into your strengths. TrueLearn is the only company I trusted for Comlex Level 1 prep last year and Level 2 prep this year. Each TrueLearn practice question has detailed answer explanations and concise bottom lines for customizable studying. TrueLearn also has amazing USMLE smart banks, as well as subscriptions for shelf or comat exams. Go to TrueLearn.com and use one of my special discount codes I have for up to $35 off your subscription. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. TrueLearn is the first line solution for excelling on exams. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and this is First Line. Here to bring listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness. Through an osteopathic lens, First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, hot topics in healthcare, the journey to becoming a physician, mental health, relationships, and even philosophy, all while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Being optimistic is super important. And before I go into detail with tips on how to be more optimistic and to have a positive attitude, let me first go over some of the health benefits of having a positive outlook. So positive attitudes are associated with lower blood pressure, better cholesterol levels, so so lower levels of the bad cholesterol and higher levels of the good cholesterol and therefore also a decreased risk for heart disease. We know that heart disease is the leading cause of death in the United States, so this is a big deal. There's also a correlation between optimism and decreased risk of premature death in patients who were diagnosed with multiple cancers such as breast cancer and head and neck cancer. Of course, all of this still depends on other factors as well, like personal and family history, pre-existing medical conditions, age, and BMI. And a lot of those factors you have little control over, but you actually have a lot of control over your attitude and being positive. And the reason why there is this link between positivity and different health factors is because a positive outlook leads to lower levels of adrenaline and cortisol, which is your stress hormone, also causes lower inflammation throughout your body, and then it also leads to better coping strategies that contribute to an overall better quality of life. Optimism also makes it easier to make healthy lifestyle decisions such as abstaining from smoking and being more consistent with physical activity has also helped with trying to be more moderate with alcohol intake. So to talk about how you can become more optimistic, I did talk about this in my very first full-length episode about COVID and resilience. I talked about the practice of gratitude, which is one of my favorites because it is so quick and easy and it is just an instant mood lifter. So you want to think of five things At the end of the day, right before you go to sleep, just think of five things that you are grateful for. And don't cheat on this by saying the same thing every day or saying something totally general like, I'm 
grateful for my health and I'm grateful for my spouse and I'm grateful for my children. Don't, don't be so broad. Think of something specific that you thought of during the day that you were grateful for or something that happened to you during the day. Like, I am so grateful to be able to sit with a nice cup of coffee in the morning and watch the sunrise. Or you can say, I am grateful because I got a compliment at work for doing a good job. Or I am grateful for the opportunity that I'm able to pay my rent for the month and I'm able to get groceries delivered and be able to pay for everything that I need to to put food on the table. And I really challenge you to get super specific and the more specific you are, the more grateful you will feel. When you start this practice, eventually it's gonna get a little bit easier. It might be hard the first few days, but it gets easier because you know that at the end of the day, you're gonna have to think of five things. So throughout the day, you're looking for things to be grateful. And that's really where the power is here because it just shifts your mind into looking for things that are positive instead of looking for things to complain about, which I know if you're like me, every time you come home, whoever you live with, you just complain to them everything that happened about that day. This kind of shifts that into being more optimistic. Another practice that will help you with this positive outlook is seeing opportunity in difficult situations. So next time you complain about something or you have just any kind of difficult situation, some kind of obstacle, something doesn't go the way you planned for it, I challenge you to see another side to it and really just sit and ponder and see this as an opportunity, a learning opportunity. And I promise you there is always one there. And if you need help with this, either the gratitude or seeing opportunity in difficult situations, I also encourage you if um, you do have a relationship with God that you pray about it and you also seek answers in the word as well. And that I think is a practice of positive outlook in itself if you are religious or you do have a relationship with God or that you're spiritual in any sort of way to connect with God through prayer and through reading the Bible. Definitely especially if you do it first thing in the morning, definitely sets your day up for a positive outlook. Another thing you can do is really reflect on your strengths. So thinking about what you have going for you, what you're good at, what you have the upper hand on compared to other people. And I know everyone can think of at least one thing. And if you struggle with this, that just means that you need to take more time doing this exercise because I promise you there is something there. And it doesn't have to be objective. You don't have to say that you are a leader in your workplace. You don't need to be the manager or the CEO to have strengths with that. Um, it can be a little bit more subjective, like uh, you're a good listener and you're able to communicate your needs well. You have a servant spirit. You like to be supportive. You can comfort people when they're in hard times. Maybe you're resilient and you can bounce back from difficulties. I'm sure you can find something and really just sit and try to think of your top 10 strengths. And 10 doesn't seem like it's a big number, but when it's 10 things that you're supposed to 
be very conceited and very stuck up about yourself to say, I'm good at this. A lot of times that's frowned on by the world that we don't like when people brag about themselves, but I'll give you permission to write down 10 things that you consider to be your strengths. And if you need help, check back, look at an old resume and look at the jobs you've held in the past, the different experiences you had, maybe some volunteering experiences, and I'm sure that these will kind of jog your memory about what you have been good at in the past, even if you're not currently practicing it. And lastly, another tip that I have is to imagine the best possible future self. So this is the kind of practice that it's like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And I really challenge you to be very optimistic with this, and that's the point of the exercise. Be realistic to an extent, but don't be afraid to dream big about it. Just think of if you started today and you took steps that you needed to, maybe insert a little bit of luck into it, where could you eventually end up? And hopefully it is in a very good place. Maybe you can, if you're younger, if you're in your 20s or even younger, you can look at where do I see myself in 20 years and then you can dream even bigger. If you are a little bit older or you think 10 years is such a long time, maybe you can think of where you see yourself in five years or maybe even just in the next year. What goals do you want to set for yourself and just visualize what that looks like. Really close your eyes and picture yourself in that situation, the practice of visualization is super powerful. A lot of athletes use this, uh, competitive athletes use this. They often do a lot better when they use this visualization technique and it just boosts your confidence. You've seen it happen before, so it doesn't seem that far off like an imagination, even though you are imagining it in your mind. Now that you've seen how it could happen, it seems a little bit more real for you. So those are the practices I have. I know there is quite a few suggestions, so you might want to re-listen to this episode and maybe start one each day of the week. So you can start the gratitude today, and that would be a daily practice, and then maybe tomorrow you can try to write down those 10 strengths and then maybe the day after tomorrow you can start imagining the best possible future self and then the the seeing opportunity in difficult situations that's just going to come with time when you're put into those situations if you're going through one right now I would say try thinking about that today and I'm sure as I was talking about it it would probably kind of spark something in your brain being like, huh, maybe there is something positive to the situation. But otherwise, next time something difficult pops up, I hope you remember listening to this episode and that you can feel motivated to try to think to the positive of things. To be an optimistic person, you really have to go full force into this idea of self-care. And if you're anything like me, when you think of self-care, really the only thing I think about is really taking bubble baths and relaxing maybe with a book or a glass of wine. And that's what I really see as self-care, maybe getting a pedicure or something like that. Something that seems time-consuming and may even be expensive, but 
at a further look into self-care and what it really means, I realized that I do this naturally on a daily basis so that I can stay sane while I'm taking classes or while I'm working in the clinic. It's something that I do have built into my schedule and didn't even realize it was self-care. I always thought, oh, I I don't need to practice self-care because I am optimistic and I do well in school and I keep my sanity but I realized that I've been doing this the whole time. And so if you're not currently doing self-care techniques, then I highly recommend that you start. It's really hard to be successful and show up in your daily life and to do things like get enough sleep and eat well if you're not taking care of yourself. And it doesn't mean you're selfish. And if you do have other people that you have to take care of on a daily basis it might seem like a trade-off but I hope that you see it as you can take care of yourself so that you can optimize your ability to take care of other people so the self-care rituals that I really recommend is really unplugging with your favorite hobby so this is going to be very different for different people I personally love running it's a great stress relief for me I also really like listening to music that's going to look different for other people. I think podcasting is also a hobby of mine. I can use to kind of de-stress and to shift my mind to thinking about other things besides school and other kinds of requirements that I have during my day. I can just use it as a time where I can talk about things I'm passionate about and be more on the education side of things instead of the consumer trying to learn and keep retention of things in my mind. Another thing that I personally love to do and I highly recommend other people is to spend time with your loved ones. So family, friends, whoever you have, people that are important to you, it's important to spend time with them and they can be the greatest de-stress. And this will depend on if you're more of an introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in between how much of personal interaction you'll need in order to feel that self-care. I know for a lot of introverts, if you surround yourself with people 100% of the time, that doesn't do you much good. It actually increases your stress. And then on the flip side of that, if you're an extrovert and someone gives you advice to have some alone time to de-stress, that might not work for you either. So you really do have to know yourself and Maybe you're a mix of both and you need a little bit of both, which is probably most people that you need to spend time with family and friends, but then you also need to spend some time on your own. So just kind of be self-aware of that and what you need. Otherwise, I think an easy one that probably a lot of us do is just watching our favorite TV show now that we have things like Netflix Amazon Prime and HBO Max. It makes it easier to quickly flip on one of our favorite shows instead of waiting once a week for it. I remember those days not that long ago and probably in high school and into college where we had to more wait for every week for an episode to come out. And now I feel like there's so many TV shows that are already fully out there that I need to catch up on. And a lot of shows are released like seasons at a time. So it's a little bit different, but it makes it easier for us to kind of fit it into our schedule. Another one that I think is super underrated is getting some fresh air. 
so important to get outside on a daily basis. And walking to your car from your house does not count. (laughs) Try to get some fresh air during your lunch break if you can. If there's any opportunity for you to walk outside, please take it. Also, self-care can be as simple as just sitting with a heating or cooling pad for a few minutes depending on what temperature regulation you really need. I think this is very similar to kind of settling down with a hot bowl of soup or some hot chocolate or coffee in the morning, something nice and soothing. You can even use a heating pad for that. And in the summer, instead of having like a cold beer or lemonade, you can even just use a cooling pad to have a similar effect and without the calories. What you say to yourself matters. It really, really does. And this is definitely a form of of self-love. Here are some affirmations to start telling yourself. If you just want to start with one, that's great. Focus on one. You'll probably have a lot of results from just choosing one. If you want to use all of them, feel free. But any of them that you connect with, I would recommend using. So the first one i love to start with. I am grateful to live another day. I am grateful to live another day. I love that one because we should never take the day for granted. Each day is precious and starting your day with gratitude shifts everything. It leads to so much positivity. Everything that happens to you is a gift. Okay, next one. I am in control of my reactions. I am in control of my own reactions. Think about that, right? Any anger you feel, sadness, excitement, you're in control of that. How you portray yourself to other people. You can take a deep breath in and out instead of lashing out in anger. You can smile when they insult you. And by reactions, we really mean actions. What you feel on the inside might be different, but that's okay. How you react with your body and your outside manifestation is in your control. You have control over your own body. Thoughts, feelings might be a little bit harder, but reactions, choose love, choose peace. Next one, I will make progress on my goals. I will make progress on my goals. This is a great one with whatever goal you have. Maybe you can even use this affirmation and put in what your specific goal is. I will make progress on choosing to eat healthy. As simple as that. It sets yourself up for intentional change. Next one, I am confident and I am capable. I am confident and I am capable. Love this one. I really love all of these. (laughs) I, I chose to include these, obviously. So this one, oh my gosh. If you can do this with like what they call a power pose, if you don't know what a power pose is, it can be whatever you want it to be. Just 
whatever positioning you can put your body that you feel confident, right? For me, it's probably like taking a step forward with my left foot and then putting like my hands on my hips, putting my like chin up like so tall, my shoulders back. Do a nice shoulder roll before you say this and put your chin up, stand straight, and this is an amazing one that you're confident and capable. When you start the day with that, oh my gosh, so much energy, so much energy. It changes everything, right? If you don't believe in affirmations and you've listened this far, please just give it a try. Do not laugh at it unless you give it a try. If you try it for like seven days straight and you are like, oh, this is so stupid, seven days later, then go ahead, like trash it, make fun of me. But (laughs) for the vast majority of you, if not after the first day, you'll feel it. But the second or third day, you're like, oh, gosh, wait. I said this to someone. I, I smiled at someone. I was more confident in, in this way. I actually chose like, the carrot over the cupcake. Like, what is going on? It's affirmations. It sets your mindset, right? What you say to yourself matters. It really, really does. And this is definitely a form of of self-love and highly recommend it. And I guess I'll just share. My philosophy on self-love is a little mixed because I think the majority of Americans are very much self-absorbed. And um, being from, from the mindset of Christianity, I think we should always put our love towards Christ and also to each other and I think we already love ourselves enough but at the same time a lot of people struggle with low self-esteem and that's a real thing and we can still be self-absorbed and still have low self-esteem there there's a difference there we can be very internally minded and be all up in our thoughts and ourselves and be self-absorbed in our self-hatred and self-criticism, that can be a version of self-absorbment. So I think like that's what I struggle with most. I'm not as much of like a pompous type person, but I definitely do struggle with excessive self-criticism. And that to me is sin. So that is when I am self self-absorbed. A lot of people think self-absorbed is when you are pompous and full of yourself, but I can be just as self-absorbed by really, really focusing on my downsides. That's selfish because I'm only thinking about myself, but that's not self-love. So someone like me definitely needs to practice affirmations, uh, especially I would include affirmations uh, that are specific to being a Christian, like I am made in the image of God and saying things like today I will exemplify Christ and there's a lot of affirmations in prayer too, right? So it's asking asking the Holy Spirit to enter you and to live through you is an affirmation because saying that out loud and asking for it, you know it's true as a Christian. So you can follow through your day so much more at peace and with so much comfort and that's a form of affirmation too yes the holy spirit is absolutely working through you but knowing that knowing that the holy spirit is working through you is powerful too in itself and that's why i love affirmations is 
it's a little bit secularized. It makes it so that anyone, you don't have to be a Christian, can benefit from that kind of positive thoughts lead to positive action, which lead to positive beliefs about yourself. So I think that's just a way that anyone can benefit from that. But I do do highly recommend if you are a Christian to be praying and pray out loud too, because it does another thing to hear it out loud and give you comfort that you have prayed to God and that he is hearing your prayers. And it just adds that much more to it than if you just say it um, in your head and you kind of pray to yourself. There's so much with it. You can add in so much different tone and really cry out to Jesus to guide you and to have the Holy Spirit enter and work through you, which is powerful. So what are some ways you can improve your self-confidence throughout the day that after you fulfill these affirmations? Well, here are some things that you can try. So first of all, you want to work on accepting your flaws and acknowledge that you are unique and that makes you, you. Of course, some flaws can be worked on, but ultimately, if you know that there's a part of your personality that is just there, if you know your Enneagram type and you know that there's just something inherent to who you are and you just have a lot more strengths in your character, but there's just some things that are just flaws, learn to accept them and spin them to be positive. But of course, if you think so many things are a flaw, then that's just negative self-talk. But if you are very introspective and you're able to realize your, your shortcomings, and sometimes you just need to realize that it makes you unique and that you should be accepting of that. Next, you want to set goals for yourself that are achievable and then look forward to a reward after you achieve them. So... For me, it might be doing some practice questions to study and then I reward myself by spending some quality time with my husband or texting a friend. Especially when you set small goals on a daily basis for yourself that you are confident that you can achieve, that just boosts your confidence when you are actually able to do it. Here's a hard one. Don't compare yourself to other people. This is hard, I know, but try to compare yourself to yourself. You can't really expect to be like other people. That should never be your goal. You should always be a better version of yourself. So compare yourself to where you were yesterday or a week ago or last month or a few years ago, and you will be much more confident of how much you are developing and how much you're learning and growing. Learn to accept compliments say thank you, appreciate it. Don't just brush it off saying like, oh no, you don't mean that or oh no, that's not true or oh, someone else is better at this than me. Accept them and say thank you, especially if it is something you worked really hard on. So I'm not talking about compliments like, oh, I like your shoes. It's like, hey, I I really liked what you contributed to the meeting yesterday. Say Oh, yes, thank you. I spent time thinking about that. I appreciate that you noticed that. Own it. In the same situation, someone could easily go like, oh, it wasn't that good. Someone else had a better comment to make. So you don't want to do that. You want to 
be confident and take ownership of something that you did well, especially if someone else is pointing it out for you. Okay, look to the positives and don't engage in negative self-talk. So if you feel yourself going there, that you're being analytical and you're thinking less of yourself, take time to pause. You can literally talk out loud. Say, hey, I'm not going to do that. I'm awesome because this, this, and this. I'm still working on this, this, and this. So you can be honest. And then say, I have room to grow in this, this, and this. So you're spinning it to be positive. You have an opportunity, not a downfall. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm on Instagram at First Line Podcast. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash firstlinepodcast. You can reach out for any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again.